Welcome to Thriving in Business. And this week, we're going to explore how we can convert your current clients into superstar dreaming returning clients. And I'm going to share the top five things that will keep your clients coming back for more. You're listening to Thriving in Business with me, Kirsty Wade, the podcast that unpacks the realities of creating a business you love. It is my mission to help you become more confident, empowered, and intentional about how you create your business, allowing you to create fulfillment, freedom, and success from your business, whatever that means to you. Each week, I'll be showing up to help share and inspire you to create a business where you can thrive. So let's dive in. So here's some interesting statistics for you to start the episode with. Did you know that acquiring a new client can cost up to five times, five times more than retaining an existing client? That's incredible, isn't it? And the success rate shoots up to like 60, 70%, I think. And that's just astonishing, really. But creating returning clients for me isn't just about saving that cost. It's also about building a quality brand with a great reputation. It's about serving your clients on a much deeper level in a way that they need at that moment in time. And if you're not monitoring your clients, returning clients, you really, really should be. And I want to share with you the top five things that I see working all the time to help keep those clients coming back for more and turning them into your superstar superstar returning clients. The tips that I'm going to share with you today, I want you to know really do work. Around 90% of my clients return to me, whether that's an extension of one-to-one, whether that's coming into a different container, whether that's coming into a group program, whatever that means, and whatever they need at that moment in time. And I'm not just saying those figures to brag and say oh look at me I'm saying this is saying these really work and I want you to take note and what can you take away and how can you work on building your bank of returning clients so number one where do we start we start at the beginning okay so we start with picking the right clients because if we are bringing in the right people to work with us if we are attracting the right clients we are an aligned match Okay, your messaging should be speaking to your ideal client. And these are the people that you love to work with, the ones that you can get incredible transformations for, the ones that just get you and your business, but equally you get them and they feel seen, they feel heard, they know you can deliver incredible service to them. So it should always start at the beginning. And I appreciate when you're at different stages of your business, You might not yet be working with a bank of ideal clients. You might not be working with the 10 out of 10 clients. And that's okay, but your messaging needs to be speaking to your 10 out of 10 because otherwise you're never going to be attracting them. So starting at the beginning and getting your messaging right, getting your marketing right, attracting those people that are going to be really, really aligned to you and that you want to work with on repeat Because what you don't want is to attract people in and get them to re-sign up and work on repeat with the clients that absolutely drain you of energy. You don't want their work. Yes, you you want money, but you don't want to be working with people who constantly draining you of energy so don't always just think about it from a monetary perspective it's like what who gives me energy who could I work with what projects do I want to work on 
on repeat because this is the ones that you want to be keeping and getting repeat custom from. These are the people you want to be nurturing. These are the clients you want to really be looking after. These are the clients you want to be giving 110% to because you want to keep them in your world. You want to keep working with these people. So I would invite you to even, before we even start diving into the real, how do we keep the clients? How do we attract the right clients first off? When you bring somebody in, think, would I want to work with these people on repeat? Do I want this client in my world? If I had to work with them every day, would I be happy? Would I be filled with energy and joy and fulfillment? And see where those kinds of questions get you. So, where do we go next? Point number two. How are you creating the great, a great experience for your client? Okay, it is our responsibility as business owners to create a great experience. From the first time they interact with you, to seeing you on social media, to seeing you on your website, through to them signing the dotted line and paying for your service. How are you creating that great experience? Where are you exceeding their expectation? consider every touch point consider every time they interact with you are you making it easy for them are you giving them a good quality service a good quality experience and I want you to really consider how do you want your ideal clients to feel after this experience with you how do you want them to feel after having that initial conversation And how are you creating that for them intentionally? And I'm not talking about how do we give everybody a great experience. How do we give your 10 out of 10 dreamy clients a great experience? Because if we do in step one, attracting the right clients in, step two, we're going to give them an incredible experience and we take in full responsibility for creating that great experience. You can already see the building blocks that are starting to come together That's going to make it so easy for your clients to keep coming back for more. So number two, how are you creating that great experience? And I want you to really think about that. At every touch point, at every interaction, throughout your processes, how are you creating that great experience? So number three, setting and managing expectations. Transparency is a huge, I'm a huge believer in transparency. Everybody needs to know what is expected of them. Everyone needs to know the objectives. Everyone needs to know the expectations and boundaries. And it's up to you to do what you're saying you're going to do. And it's up to you to do that to the standard that you set in the expectation for and that you promise. And this comes back to your messaging and marketing. If you are setting the expectation that you are going to deliver high quality service, that's what you need to be doing at this stage. You're managing it. You're managing that expectation. You're delivering on exactly what you're saying you're going to deliver. And that is so important because when we have mismatched expectations with our ideal client, there's going to be some friction. There's going to be some misalignment. They're going to feel unfulfilled. They're going to feel that you've given them a short service. You haven't 
stepped up to the mark. You haven't delivered on what you think, but they think you should have delivered. But getting incredibly clear from the off, what are the key deliverables of this relationship and this service and this agreement? How will we know when those deliverables have been met? How will we know if they haven't been met? Okay, so getting that incredibly clear, whether that's a conversation, whether that's a follow-up email, whether that's in a way that you work together, you might have a mutual working space. But from the very off, if nobody knows the boundaries, how do you know when the other one stepped over the boundaries? You don't. You're then just relying on the other one saying so. And what you don't want to risk is your client feeling that you haven't delivered when you don't know because you haven't managed that expectation. Because if someone is feeling that resentment, they're not going to want to come back and work with you. So always manage expectations, always set key deliverables, always check in, always have that touch point. Is this still your priority? Is this still key deliverable? Are we on point? Are we on time? How are you feeling about it? Manage the expectations as you go. Don't wait till the end of the project when you can't do anything about it. Do it little and often. Make it as part of your process. Make it as part of your conversations that you're regularly having with them. Have it at your checkpoints. Make sure that you are managing those deliverables and the expectations. Because remember, if we're doing it as we go, we can continue to create that great experience. Because how many times have you had a bad experience with a service provider? You've dealt with it. They've managed it incredibly well. And it hasn't put you off working with them. Because when things do go wrong, as they do understandably in business, it's how people deal with it and how they make you feel about it that determines whether you stay or you go. Okay? And if if something goes wrong or you misunderstand the expectations, as long as you take action and get really clear and do something about it, it won't affect that overall impact of creating that great experience because you dealt with it really well. If you ignore it and don't deal with it and leave it till the end of your time together or the service, then you start to deal with it. You don't have that time to to create that great experience because they've been sat in resentment for the whole time that you've been working together with misaligned expectation and understanding of what you were going to do. So number three deliverables and expectations, just making sure that you manage them as you go. Number four, make it easy for your clients to keep coming back. Make it easy for them. Simple as that. And make it easy to keep working with you, right? Just make it an easy process. How can you work together? What do they need now? Be adaptable. What can you offer them that they need now? And make the transition to keep working with you easy. Make it flow. What's the have a clear onboarding process? Have a clear contracting process. Whatever that looks like, make it easy for them. Tell them what they're going to go through. Tell them the journey. Tell them what, what is going to change if they keep working with you. What isn't going to change? What's going to remain the same? Make it really easy for them. If we start to if we start to create really convoluted, hard processes or give people or overwhelm people with a lot of option, 
it's going to give them so many different decisions. They're going to have to really think about it and take the time. And people are really busy. People just want to move on. People want things to be easy versus recognizing where they are, making it easy for them to come on board and giving them that great experience. So if what part of the process can you make it simple, whether that's an automation, whether that's them giving you some information in a joint working space, whatever that is for them, you can try to make that as easy as possible. Look at your processes. How can you make that clearer? How could you make that more simple? How could you make that the same for every single client that comes through? Because that doesn't only remove the thought process from your client, it removes it from you too. And you know, every time someone comes through to work with you, this is the process. Half of it's automated. You need to intervene here. Your VA might pick that element up. But how can you make it a consistently easy flow to enable them to say yes much easier? If it's messy, if it's convoluted, if there's too many options, people are just going to become overwhelmed and just say no because they don't know what they're getting into. So number four, making it easy for your client. Number five, Empower your client to make the right decision for them. Okay? Absolutely, a million percent, no pushy sales tactics here. Not welcome, no thank you. Okay? It has to be 100% right for that client at that time. Or it's a no thank you or not right now. Okay? Regardless of all the above points that I've said or how hard you're working for your client or how much you're, you know, creating that incredible experience, it has to be right for them. And just because it might not be right right now doesn't mean to say they're not going to come back in six months time, nine months time and, and come back and work with you. Or it doesn't mean to say that they're not going to recommend you to somebody else. But it needs to be an empowered yes for me. It needs to be, this is, this is the right thing for me right now. And don't do any of the sales tactics like, that you hear about. And to me, it's just so icky. And I don't want to be known for that. I do not want any of my clients to feel that if you don't come in now, you're never going to be able to work with me ever again. There's always going to be another option. And just because it might not be right for both of us right now, doesn't mean we can't work on something in the future together, but it has to come from them. So please, no forcing people into it, no tricking people into it. It has to be very transparent and an absolute 100% empowered yes from them. And be okay with that. As soon as you start to become desperate for for them to stay with you, or as soon as you start to feel that you need this now, or as soon as you start to push the sale, it feels out of alignment for me. It feels icky. It doesn't feel right. And I think that energy is so transparent. I think your clients can see it an absolute mile off and they can feel that urge of push, you know? Yes, have boundaries. Yes, they need to know when you're available, when you're not, and you ne- they need to let you know by a certain time if it's time restricted. Boundaries, I am all for. Pushy tail, t- pushy tail, uh, my tongue's all jabbery. Pushy sales tactics, I am not for. 
Don't do it. Full stop. Empower your clients. So that's the five tips that I've got for you to keep your clients coming back, to turn them into dreamy returning clients. And I want you to treat people like people, right? Not like a sale, not like a number. They are people. And imagine being on the other side of that. And I think for me, treating people like like human beings and recognizing being compassionate and empathizing for their current situation and the fact that it actually might not be right now is exactly what's going to build that relationship. They're going to learn that they can trust you. They're going to learn that you're not going to sell them something that's not right for them right now. They're going to know that you're going to be around to come back and work with in a different capacity when it is right. And making people feel like that authentically will keep you on their list as number one, on their mind of how you made them feel. And then when they do want someone, they'll come straight back to you. When someone else asks, you'll be number one on their referral list. Okay? So be authentic, create a great relationships and be really understanding of their situation. And don't just treat them like a sale or a number. Think of the long game, right? Build great relationships because people buy from people they trust. People buy from people that they know they're going to get treated really well. They know that they're going to get an excellent service. They know that you're going to create an incredible experience. You're going to meet the expectations that you've set out in the first place. And if things do go wrong, they know that and they trust you that you can deal with it and sort it out and correct it and still deliver on what they want. So overall, I want you to take a step back, have a look at your clients, your returning clients, and I want you to think about these tips that I've talked you through and how you can improve these at each step, how you can integrate these into your processes and how you can keep building a bank of incredible amazing dreamy returning clients you have been listening to thriving in business with me Kirsty Waite I hope you enjoyed the show please do hit subscribe or leave a review if you're looking for more help and support to build your amazing business come and join my community the link is below in the show notes and I will see you next week for the next episode of thriving in business